One, two, three, four. We have multi-talented guests today. Creators of Masu Productions. Musicians in the Church of Starry Wisdom. John DeOlio and Vince Tyree. Spoils of Akron, the Spoils of Akron podcast. So bad. Welcome to wow. the Spoils of Akron podcast. <laughs> introduction. Was... I know, that was really my most extensive intro. <laughs> and those harmonies, that was, that was beautiful. Thank you, <laughs> yes. Well, welcome to the Spoils of Akron. We're a podcast about the arts, culture, and eccentric residents of the Rubber City. I am your host, Shane Wynn, joined by co-host. Chris Miller. And we have two fabulous guests today. And could you introduce yourself to just say your names? I am John DeOlia. And to my left, I am Vince Tyree. And Vince Tyree. <laughs> well, I tried to quickly summate who you are in this intro, but you guys are like triple threats or maybe quadruple <laughs> threats with everything you have going on. So, can you just kind of give us an intro in your own words of what you do, who you are? Okay, yeah, I am. Uh, I am the artistic director of Matsu Productions, and. Uh, so far, I've been the playwright for all the shows that we've done. Um, I am also lead singer of uh, Church of Starry Wisdom and songwriter, um, and also co-creator of Blackrin, a project yes. with Shane Wynn. <laughs> yes, we have a, yeah. our own project together that I'm extremely excited about. It's my new favorite project of the year. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and Vince, how how are you connected to all of this? Um, so I am the executive director of Master Productions and the drummer of Church of Starry Wisdom. Okay, and there's so much to talk about here. Um, I guess first, maybe we want to touch on uh, Masu Productions. Yes. And you have a recent play that I was able to go see. Um, can you give us a little synopsis of what that's about? Oh, sure. There's a lot going on in that play. Um, I guess I would start by saying it's a show that asks the question, is love stronger than addiction? Um, it is chronicling a family um, who have survived the crack epidemic of the 80s and have uh, gotten clean. However, the patriarch of the family has recently fall, fallen back into addiction, um, but this time opioids. And uh, the matriarch now has to ask herself a question if she's going to uh, stay with her husband or if she's going to uh, choose herself, you know, in her own mm -hmm. sobriety. Right. Know? Yeah. And what, what led to your interest in this particular topic? Um, well, what led to my, I thought we said no hard hitting questions. Oh. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm joking. What's your favorite color? <laughs> Shane's a gotcha journalist. No, Shane. no. I have to warn you, you know about what? That's perfectly okay. Thanks. I'm like accidentally a gotcha journalist. I'm just making conversations. Just curious. Just curious. Yeah, and then I, I accidentally ask the big question. Yeah. No, that's okay. That's all right. Um, what led to my interest in this show? Um, I would probably say my entire life up to the point that I wrote the show. Mm -hmm. um, the show was initially written, a version of it, in 2011. It was the first play I'd ever written. I had no idea I could write plays. I was <laughs> I was um, frustrated one night, and uh, uh, I, had, I was living in a, in a community at the time in South Akron that was um, plagued by a lot of, uh, I guess... Um, I played by a lot of issues, a lot of addiction was around me, a lot of hopelessness, you know. 
And um, it, it, it had me sort of thinking about my life and thinking about Akron and what I'd seen in Akron and what I experienced some personally, but some of what I watched other people experience. And uh, I suppose I was feeling a little bit uh, depressed. I had just left college and I was kind of confused about what the next step was. I had, you know, um, I was sort of back in the world that mm -hmm. I felt like I had perhaps escaped when I was in college, you know, right. it ends and I'm back in the community and um, seeing things differently this time, of course, uh, because uh, I was coming back with, uh, I guess, a, a different perspective on things. Mm -hmm. And I stayed up one night and I just started writing these characters who um, initially, you know, of course, there's no like story that you're writing with. Um, perhaps they're just sort of... Um, and uh, I guess, what do you call it? Abstract, sort of. Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the characters in the beginning, when I first started writing this, they were just sort of like conduits for whatever I was feeling, you know? Mm -hmm. So initially the story was very different, you know? Mm -hmm. But then you just start listening to the characters and what they're saying and how they're feeling. And then the story kind of told itself in a way, you know? Mm -hmm. And I wrote it overnight. I stayed up all night. And the uh, next day I called people and I said, hey, I think I might have wrote a play, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Wow. Yeah. So that was sort of um, how it came about. You know, it, and a lot of a lot of your productions are based on real stories. I know that, or does it explode? Yes, uh, which was an amazing uh, play, and in, in which you rebooted recently, um, are taken from real stories collected by young men in the community. And it seems like is this a common thing for all of your productions? Mm -hmm. Is there some element of realism in 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 what Masu does? Um, I think there's always some element and uh, some element of realism. There's always, I think, a need to talk about it, if you will, whatever I see going on in the world or the people around me or whatever I'm talking about in conversations with friends, things that sort of just keep coming up. Um, but Or Does It Explode was a special project in the sense that um, they had done a show called Diversity Play at Miller South, uh, which was about bullying and taking the kids' experiences. Um, with being bullied and turning it into a stage play, you know, sort of giving the kids um, the opportunity to speak truth to power. And it was a very beautiful thing. Uh, after the show, one of the uh, parents of a young man who was in the show came to my sister, who at the time uh, I was doing Masu with, and she said, hey, it would be really great if we had something like this for young black men, you know. And uh, my sister kind of just passed the baton to me. She said, oh, John, this lady said that maybe, so I'm like, um, okay. <laughs> so then we met up with this woman, and she had some ideas, you know, and we kind of started the ball rolling toward things. Um, we started collecting stories. The lady ended up dropping out of the project, and so I was sort of left alone with it, you know. That happens. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and it sort of manifested into what happened on the stage, you know. So it kind of manifested into Sorry, it's <laughs> no the story problem. being presented in that way, you know. Sure. But that's a special project. Certainly not every show um, is coming directly from uh, real people's uh, stories. Okay, that's yeah. that's kind of what I liked about the plays is that they're very approachable, um, and you're reenacting moments that, like for example, that I might try to explain to my child, but that 
it's hard to f- see how that plays out. Like, for example, with addiction, people say, how in the world do you start doing like heroin, for example? How do you suddenly think that's a good idea? Well, it's not suddenly. It's generally sort of at the end of a long <laughs> yeah. list of occurrences. And so that's what I really liked about um, uh, going to see the play uh, this, what is it, like past weekend, I think, was this scene uh, where someone decides for the first time to to try a harder du- drug and how that actually goes down in real in real time in a very approachable way. Hmm. So, and I like, I could like, um, and the, the different characters too seemed like every, I'd met every one of them, yeah. you know, actually in real life. Mm-hmm. And then it was mixed with really good music in between. <laughs> okay. We gotta get you that playlist. Right? Yeah, I like asked you to send me the playlist. I was yeah. jamming out in between the scenes, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, and spe- speaking of music, you you all are also you know accomplished musicians, and the, the, your band, the Church of the Star Wisdom, just played at the Big Love Festival this past yes, weekend. Yes, we How was that experience? Um, it was great for me, for sure. It was wonderful. It was always wonderful. Mm-hmm, I love yeah. the Big Love people. Um, being <laughs> surrounded by all that art, all those creative people. Feeling the big love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they turn the whole building festival. into an art installation, wherever yeah. this festival is. The whole building is transformed, and, and there's an art director that they each year leads that, the aesthetic. Yeah, um, yeah and it's such it's a crazy. welcoming audience. It's such a mm-hmm. warm, welcoming audience. They're very, very generous. And now the Church of Starry Wisdom, if you've not caught this production, <laughs> you have to check this out. I don't think that I had seen anything quite like it when <laughs> I when I went to see it the first time. So did you have projections at Big Love? The no, same? we didn't oh, have okay. the projections. So okay. The particular show that I saw, there were like all of these really sort of strange and interesting projections and your music is just so like different and like captivating and eerie sometimes, you know. So um, I really encourage people to check that out. How would you describe that genre of music? Is it something you created or? <laughs> oh, man. I, you know what the genre of music is? That is some mixture of John, Kurt, Amy, and Vince and all mm-hmm. of the things that we love sort of. Uh, mm-hmm. And Natalie so, uh, sort of coming mm-hmm. together and uh, merging into whatever happens. G- galactic worship music. Uh, it's like, so So I think that at the basis of what we do, there's just pop music. You know, I think we all have a love for Absolutely. like a melody and something repeatable, <laughs> you know. Um, but I also think that we all have a love for like um, the strange side of pop. So whether yes. that be like... David Bowie or, you know, Kate Bush and things like that. That's fantastic. Uh, I'm thinking that you should be like a soundtrack in movies. (laughs) Like, I think that, you know. Well, it's interesting that you would bring up a soundtrack Mm -hmm. in a movie because the the origin of the band was Kurt Brown um, and Amy Spencer. They they actually have amazing suspense uh, productions, which is uh, they're filmmakers. Mm -hmm. So Kurt has been writing um, a movie called Arcana Smith. And so the way we got together was he wanted there to be a part of the show that was sort of like a um, worship band, but that was a, like macabre rock at this, like it was like a church worship band. There you like go. That's the description I was band. looking for. Yeah. That's what it is. What you said. <laughs> I love it. So we just came over to sort of play around and see what that could be. You know, mm-hmm. and it just sort of manifested into this. So it it is actually these the soundtrack to a movie. The movie just hasn't been created yet. 
<laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I remember one time I saw you and you passed out uh, music or like hymnal type of yeah. music that people could sing along to. Yeah. So that was really cool. Interesting uh, artwork in there too. Mm-hmm. Kind of dark, but I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I love talking to John. We get together a lot to talk about this project that we're working on together, which is called Blackrin, yeah. which was um, this um, creation that John came up with and he told me about it. And then I just like afterwards couldn't really think about doing anything else. So it's, um, it's a writing and portrait series that is now um, being released every month in the Devil's Strip. And maybe you could speak better to it because it's your creation. It's a black ring. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think I want to kind of go back to something Chris said mm-hmm. about uh, the, the real life stories that mm-hmm. are in the plays. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that what, what, what it is is that I love Akron. Mm-hmm, me too. Um, I didn't always realize I loved Akron. I'm from Akron, born and raised, you know. But, you know, as a child, my dream was always go to New York, be a star, you know. <laughs> um, it was as I got older that I really began to appreciate Akron. Um, and the, the shows that I write are, are usually, even though Direct Children it takes place in Detroit. There's a reason for that, but the heart of that is still really inaccurate, you know, right. mm-hmm. and it really just the Akron people that I've known my whole life, the the, the situations that um, I don't always see get spoke about. You know, there's a lot of great here, but there's a lot of people who are having a hard time here, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, their stories needed to be heard. And so I think that rather it is a direct or like transcript of conversations like um, some of Or Does It Explode was, or rather it is um, these composites, you know what I mean, that are drafted from um, an experience, a lifetime of living here, of knowing mm-hmm. people, of, you know. I mean, that's all I really know is Akron. I've spent my entire life here, you mm-hmm. know? So it's hard to write about anyone else but Akron people because I know them so intimately. Right. And so that's what comes through. That's why I think there is an element to the productions that are always based in truth because all of the people are always speaking from a perspective of someone that I knew and in some way, to me, it represents Akron. So that gets me to what Blackren mm-hmm. is. <laughs> Blackren is a way to share the true stories of the people who might show up in a play as a character, you know? Right. Blackren is a way to celebrate um, the, the the black people in, in this city, you know? Um, there's, I mean, I think this city is um, one of the, 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 has the larger cities in America what I'm aware of, I shouldn't quote this. I don't know. That's okay. A fact checker. <laughs> no, no, we don't have one. So okay. say whatever you want. Africa has one of the largest, one of the largest black uh, populations in the larger cities in this. You know, mm-hmm. it's in in terms of uh, the amount of white people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like equal right. almost. You know, and I think that's a, a really important thing about this city. And I think black people bring a lot to this city, to the flavor of this city. Right. You know, to the culture of the city. You know. And I just think it's the time that their stories get told. That's what Black Rennie is. Right. And I was excited when you told me about this concept because I'm aware that 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 story is underrepresented. So this isn't a place where you're bringing a black person in to also tell their story. This is just a story. And I like the way that you said it. It's a love story to Black Akron. <laughs> so I think that's really neat. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. So so basically, we go and photograph someone once a month, and um, 
it's it's yeah it's to tell their story and then uh, in a place that's reflective of their experience in in black akron so yes so uh, it, yeah. and you no that's okay sorry about that and and we've had conversations before that i know you feel there there is a black akron and a white akron right i mean there there is some especially like i think in the arts and in some yeah. circles social circles mm-hmm. it seems like a sometimes they're operating in their own orbits right yeah. mm-hmm. and, and i i think and I, I, how do we change that i mean how does that how does that we have to be intentional i think mm-hmm. i think I we have to be intentional um because i i think that it's not just going to happen by happenstance we have to talk to people you know, right. we have to make it an effort to go places that maybe we usually would not go. Right. Which means that we might have to um, dig through our networks, you know what I mean, and find out who is in my network who might know something mm-hmm. in the city of, that might take me out of my bubble, you know. Right. I do. I feel the same. You have to be intentional or you will fall into a pattern that's just human behavior. Absolutely. Right. And, um, and it's not just a bubble based on race or ethnicity. I think it's social statuses, yeah. uh, social circles. Mm-hmm. And, right. you know, I, I try to break through those too, because I, I do see clickiness happening that yeah. I don't, I don't like necessarily. And it's good to, you know, I think right. people can wi- widen their net a little and bit. And I think everybody, well, not everybody, but many people want to change this or they want to challenge this, but there hasn't been a lot of success in that is yeah. my opinion. And we can, so there needs to be more intention would be my opinion on that. And I think people also have to be willing to make a fool of themselves a little bit, you know? Because <laughs> I, I think that's a big part of that it. That is the truth. Are like, I'm afraid to go there because yeah. I don't know what the right thing to say is. Yeah. Right. I don't even know what, you know, what the, 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 the terminology that people might be calling. Mm-hmm. And there's so many, especially in our culture today, it's so easy to offend people, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think that sometimes it seems like it's easier just to stay away, you know, right. from people Definitely. that we don't right. know, yeah, you know? For sure. But we have to challenge it's, that. It's that, that theory, like, try something that makes you uncomfortable every day. I yeah. like that, you know? Absolutely. So, and you have a background in um, in your studies as well that I, yes. I find has been very helpful in, in our dialogue and in all the information that you have. So you have a, you studied Pan-African studies and That's right. English. Kent State at, University. Yeah. I did Pan-African studies and English at Kent State University. Mm-hmm. Golden Flashes, right? right. Very <laughs> proud. Um, it was a wonderful experience. I rep them everywhere I go. Right. You know, but it's interesting that you bring up um, Pan African Studies because the the trajectory was that you know, like I said, my whole life all I dealt was theater and like sang and whatnot. Um, but at some point at Akron U, I began to feel like, oh my goodness, you know, I'm doing these these theater projects and I love them, but I don't necessarily feel represented, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, there there's something else. There has to be something else out there. And I had all these questions about my own place in the world that was not being answered by the the work that I was doing. So mm-hmm. um, leaving uh, Akron U, um, I actually left theater. You know, I, I wasn't sure I wanted to do it anymore. Um, so I went to Kent State to study Pan-African Studies. Mm-hmm. And um, I was introduced to a world of ideas, to uh, to um, to so much history. And um, I was able to contextualize uh, my place in the world. Um, and that certainly ended up impacting the theater that I created, you know. 
Isn't that an amazing moment when you kind of say, like all the things culminate? Well, I, yeah. I, I know I was interested in Pan-African studies. I know I did. And then when you were able to bring it together, yeah. that's a difficult path to carve out. So I give you Absolutely a lot of credit was. for like bringing all those things together. Yeah, yeah. And, and you've recently received a Night Arts uh, challenge win. So yes, that's exciting. $25,000. $25,000. Congrats. Is that for that's Or Does amazing. It Explode? Yes, it is. It's for um, Or Does It Explode show to go. So what this is, is we are going to tour the production Or Does It Explode, which chronicled the experiences of um, young black men in the 21st century was the concept of it through our vignettes, dance, poetry, and song. Um, and we did. We first did that show back in 2014, and we remounted it in 2016. Or was it 17 already? Uh, 2017. 17. Yeah. And um, and so now what we want to do is we want to take that show on the road, and we want to take it to schools, to parks. Um, the the place that I'm the most excited to take it to, and this is a bit of a. A dream. I'm not sure if it's going to happen. There's a lot You're going to do it. We I know do. it. That's right. That's, that's <laughs> but, you know, I want to take it to um, the Arlington Plaza. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I mm-hmm. want this this kind of shopping center. You know, I just see it right in front of Sable Light. And part of it is because, oh, you know. It's a wonderful idea. I lived in that community. Mm-hmm. It is right between two projects. It's right between Wimbledon Homes and mm-hmm. R- Rosemary, as we called it. Um mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I actually spent a lot of time there growing up in this space, you know. Yes, and I remember as the events. I, I did too, actually. I lived not too far from there. So did I'm very you? familiar with Arlington yeah. Plaza. Yeah. That's gr- so, so you know a little bit about what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Over there, especially now, there seems to be a certain amount of bleakness. Yes. You know, um, um, I've seen some of the bleakest situations I've ever seen in my life in this space, mm-hmm. you know. And to me, when you're watching theater... And there's this moment where the lights, you know, the director gives their speech and the lights go down and this other light comes up, this strange new theatrical light, you know, where you're kind of entering the world of whatever story you're entering. To me, it's magic. It's the closest mm-hmm. thing to magic you're going to get on earth. It's transformation, you know. And I just, I think that nothing could be more powerful than taking a little bit of magic to a place like that, you know, that I yeah. think is so deeply in need of magic, you know. Right. And, and it, it, it will brighten people's lives I, without I a so. doubt, you know, and you get people involved in theater who never thought they needed that in their life. Absolutely. And yeah, that's, well, it, it will yeah. transform. You're taking some of that effort out of do, do something different. Like they don't they just have to go where they were going to go anyway. And that's it's right. there for them. Right. So mm-hmm. you're merging that just by placement, a change of placement. So that's really exciting. Yeah, that is. one. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things about. The theater that we do, I think that a good deal of the people that come to see our shows are, you know, um, Caucasian and people who are uh, middle class, you know, Mm -hmm. are people who have a culture of going to the theater, you know, Mm -hmm. to some or experiencing art in that way, you know, whereas, um, and we're so grateful for that. So please keep coming. We love you. (laughs) So everybody go. Everybody. We are by no means suggesting that Mm -hmm. we don't love that. But we definitely understand that there is something in the work 
that um that, that the people that we're talking about typically inside this work can really take back to their lives and be maybe begin to ask questions maybe begin to contextualize things um but unfortunately we just don't get enough of them in the theater mm-hmm. so um a part of the wonderful thing about this grant is that it really gives us, gives us the opportunity to go out in the community and take the art take the conversation you know to them right you know that is so exciting. And I think there's a lot of that. Tr- it's like trending in that direction where people are trying to make these things more accessible so that more people see them. So tell our audience how they can help because you have to match this this amount that you get from the Knight Foundation. And so you have an, a big event happening coming up. Vince, uh, you want to yes. talk about that? Um, we have a um, gala fundraiser um, celebrating Yoli's 50th birthday. Yep. <laughs> um, and uh, that will be on March 23rd at 7 p.m. Um, we'll be having a silent auction. There'll be live music. There'll be various things happening. So, um, and also you can always donate um, at facebook.com backslash my productions. So um, we're looking for donations. We're taking those at all, all times. And, and can people access tickets to the event there as well? Um, yes. Um, so it, there's, there's a, there's a Facebook event. Um, on backslash my super right. and shout out to whoever can help with the Arlington Plaza. Yeah, access would be cool. Right, right. <laughs> Whatever that is, please yeah, help give us. us a call. Yeah, and, and those listening are probably familiar with Yoli because she's well known in Akron. She's mm-hmm. been on the podcast before as a contributor to the Akronist, the site that I run. I'm very grateful for, her. and I thought that was it's really amazing. cool that she decided to host her birthday party as a yeah, that was collaborative. Great. You know. Um, shows that she thinks highly of what you do, um, and it's it's not easy running a theater group, huh? No. <laughs> it, it, not aren't most of the it's personalities tireless. really easygoing? <laughs> no <didn't> comment. comment. <laughs> See, un- unlike unlike being a, like a writer or a painter, your activity in those disciplines is solitary. But for theater, you rely on other people. You it's. A lot of rehearsing, a lot uh, of <laughs> I can't imagine, honestly. I do a lot of difficult yeah, things. That sure. sounds like really challenging. It's, it's terrible and it's <laughs> wonderful right. at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, before, uh, I told you I didn't write plays, but what I'd done all my life was I was a poet. You know? mm, okay. And so the work lives on the page. You know, you create and boom, there you go. It's your mind. It's your process. You know, maybe there's an editor who says, oh, I don't know about this line or that line. But for the most part, it's a very aut- autonomous, you know, um, 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 endeavor. Whereas theater is very different, you know. For one thing, you write things on the page, you know, and then you hear it out of people's mouth. And it just doesn't work. Right. So then you have to change it. You know, mm-hmm. you have to try to make it fit the the, the, uh, the the flow, the shape of conversation. You know, you have to, um, being a director, of course, you have this huge, all these people. There's, there's the cast. There's the crew. You know, and somehow mm-hmm. you have to be in charge of orchestrating all of this, you know. And it's definitely been a challenge. And I... Only now do I feel like I might be sort of starting to kind of get the hang of it. It's really right. a lot. <laughs> that's yeah. a good that's a good sign though of a creator, I think, to always feel like you're almost there, but you're never, you know, you're always yeah. striving to improve and improve. Definitely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I have a lot of respect for people in the theater. And we have a number of, of grassroots theater organizations in the area and I see 
you all working so hard. I mean, it's like constant rehearsals yep. and it takes a lot of time. Mm -hmm. and, and the money you're probably making is probably very little when you look at the hours you put in. You have to really oh, enjoy yeah. that, you know. So, oh, yeah. yeah, so <laughs> I, I was kind of, I was reading over your Facebook because I like to like review everyone before we talk. So there was something that you said on there that I loved and it was just in a conversation, but you said you should test the endurance of your stance, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, that's what I love when I have conversations with you. I feel like you help me do that with every, whatever stance I have. And I feel like that's sort of the blanket thing you're accomplishing in all these things that you're doing. You know, there's always just sort of got some amount of questioning going on. So... I'm so excited to see more of these projects come to fruition in the ways that you're saying the even in the way you want to execute them, it challenges your stance. So super exciting. Is there anything else that you want to tell us about or if you would like to um, encourage people? Are there any other events or ways that uh, they could people can support what you have going on or do we cover that? I guess what I would like to just take this time to say is uh, just support local theater. Mm -hmm. um, they're like like Chris mentioned. There's a lot of grassroots theater companies doing a lot of great, great, beautiful work. The finest you're going to see anywhere, mm -hmm. and it's happening right here in this city. So, you know, when you're when you're cruising through Facebook or wherever you are, and you see an app or something, really check it out because there's a lot of great things. Um, and one in particular is uh, the New World. New World Performance Laboratory, mm -hmm. who is actually, um, there There are theater fathers, uh, Mr. Jim Sloviak and uh, Jairo Kusta. Mm -hmm. um, they have some great things coming out this fall. I know they're doing, um, they're doing their version of Don Quixote. This, mm -hmm. I said fall, is the spring. They're doing Don mm -hmm. Quixote. And they also are uh, night grant recipients, and they're, with that, starting their uh, Q Theater Project, so... Yes. Right. Yeah, and it, they, they, they have inspired a lot of folks, I think. Oh, um, absolutely. Who have went on to start their own theater companies, like the Wandering Aesthetics. Wandering Aesthetics, yeah. Ben, group, and, and JT Buck, I know, has worked worked with, with that organization We all well. went to college together. Right. I went, I was a, Ben Brexworld was my classmate, you know. Yeah. Um, as was JT, you know, uh, Jim was our professor. He's our mentor, you know. So we all know each other well. What, what yeah. a powerful group of colleagues. Right, all people that are working so hard class. yeah, yeah to make things happen in Akron. That's really exciting. So so here's something we, we did ask our guests a while, for a while, but we've kind of veered away from that. But I'd like to ask it since you're both Akron people. Yeah. Um, why have you stayed in Akron? Oh. What, what has kept you here? Um, okay, well, ooh. It's <laughs> like a couple different answers. Uh so I think uh, the first thing that has kept me here is probably circumstance. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, That's honest. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, I, I, I didn't always want to stay in Akron. You mm -hmm. know, um, I wanted to go to New York. That was the goal. Um, but I will say this about Akron. Um, I could have gone to New York by now, certainly. I've learned to love the sense of community here. Um, the fact of the matter is that there are people here who truly love each other, you know, and there's a lot of love here. Mm -hmm. And um, 
What I realized is that being a person who was from, born and raised in Akron, that that love is very much a part of the very basic way that I operate in the world because mm-hmm. I'm from Akron and it's what we do. <laughs> you know? Agreed. And so going <laughs> to other places, it's like, wait a minute, what do you mean you don't love? <laughs> you know, what do you, what do you mean you don't care about what they're doing over there? What? Mm-hmm. Why not? You know? Mm-hmm. So, um, and we're lucky enough to live right now, you know, which means that the internet is there. So you can really do whatever you want to do from wherever you are. And people can find you all over the world, you know? It's That's just true. So right now, I think what we're doing, what our goal is, is to be a major player player in the theater scene nationally or even internationally, but make Akron, right, one of those places where people think of when they think of theater, you know? Absolutely. So we don't have to leave anywhere. We don't have to go anywhere. Akron is the perfect place to do what we do. They're going to have to come to Akron to see the best shows. Absolutely. <laughs> They're going to have to come here Absolutely. from out of town. That's what we want. Yeah, and exactly I learned that lesson want. a long time ago, too. You don't have to go to a bigger city to to make something of yourself and no. to, you know, to, to be whatever you want to be successfully. It, I, I'm probably butchering this, but there's that... There's that saying about how, you know, all these philosophers didn't just decide to go to Rome. They just decided to make that right, exactly. a philosophy capital because they, you know, they loved that train of thought. Um, and, and, and I grew up here, too, born and raised. And for a long time in my youth, I was ashamed to be from Akron and I wanted to get away. And I just something kept me here. And, and when my roots grew deeper... Um, I was glad I stayed, and, yeah. I, and I'm, I'm definitely glad for that now because I, uh, my, some of my peers who moved to L.A. or New York or Chicago, I, I, sense, a sen- I, I sense regret that mm-hmm. they, they want to come back, but now they're working in whatever city they're in, and they're, they're kind of stuck there yeah. for now. And you know what? It's always the people. That's what drives people back. I, the the right, messaging right. I hear from other people when they leave is, I just couldn't really like get in. I couldn't like infiltrate people's social rings and they just didn't really like engage with me the way that I'm used to in Akron. Mm-hmm. So I think there is something special about this place and the way that people collaborate and yeah. like the friendships and things like that. Absolutely. Yep. That's that's definitely what keeps my interest. How about you, um, I would have to say um, a couple of things I would have to say. The people would be number one. Um, the sense of community here has always been strong. Um, also, I'm I like um, how small and accessible Akron is. I'm I I generally like small towns, mm-hmm. but but it's but it's not necessarily like a Akron is at this weird place where it's like a metropolitan small town, right? You right. know what I mean. So you mm-hmm. got you have some of the some big city benefits with small town values. Or as right, I like to say, I like yeah. to say it's a it's a big town in a small city. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> we should collect all the sayings. There's all these right. sayings like yeah. it's big enough for this and small enough for that, and you know, like yeah. I want to collect all the sayings one day. That's funny. It's just it, right. And you're right. I mean, if if I want to go talk to the mayor, there's a right. good chance I can get in touch yeah. with him. Yeah. Now, if you're in Chicago, that's probably not going to happen. Not going to happen. Probably, you yeah. know, in in what a, there's an Akron spirit that I think traces back to. Um, you know, the, the manufacturing days and kind of our Rust Belt heritage where people like rolling up their sleeves and getting things done. Yeah. And they, they will just do it. Like, if, oh, yeah. you know, if you want to host an event, mm-hmm. people just 
do it. They don't they don't wait around to form committees and, and especially I see uh, this in like the creative <laughs> scene, you know, they they don't yeah. take two years doing studies and committees and it's <laughs> yeah. just they just do it. Let's set a date, yeah, let's, let's just go. show up and let's just do it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I appreciate that spirit and, and I think that helps people to be successful. Yeah. Which is why it always bothers me when I see people in Akron who like aren't doing the thing it's like you know you you can like you you're, right. you're here you actually in this city you can do those things you don't have to sit on your couch and dream about it yeah you know? get on it absolutely and there's an overwhelming amount of support for the arts and culture at this time and i think we're at a really interesting time in akron where akron is becoming a more metropolitan city and growing in a lot of different ways absolutely you know? I, yeah i see that too that there's definitely been a more robust arts and culture scene there's more appreciation of it i even see it in i would say just homegrown talent in general i see more support of local restaurants and local right uh, entrepreneurs entrepreneurs vendors small people are willing to spend a couple bucks more to buy whatever product from a local vendor knowing that it's going to support a local family and help well ebay thinks we're doing okay so that must mean something absolutely we want to be right (laughs) in the center of that sure yeah Excellent. Right. And so so March 23rd for this event, it's at the Akron Civic Theater. Mm-hmm. Um, tickets are available on uh, facebook.com uh, forward slash Masu Productions. Um, it's yeah, M-A-S-U-E. M-A-S-U-E, correct. Mm-hmm. And, and, and tell us, tell us um, I, I've heard this story before, John, but tell us where that name came from. There's a significant yeah. story behind that. Well, it's my grandma. Uh, she, uh, we called her Mama. Um, her family, and uh, to the community, to other people. She was Sue, or Aunt Sue, you know. So uh, my sister, uh, India, who I started the company with, she came up with that name, Ma Sue. Yeah. Great. Mm -hmm. That's a great name. So. Any events, any other events uh, you guys want to plug or talk about or anything else you want to? What I want to say is keep on the lookout. Keep on the lookout. Right now, we're in the process of planning other fundraising events throughout the summer and throughout next uh, fall in order to raise money for toward that $25,000 matching grant. Um, and we also have some show ideas in the work. Yeah. Great. Yeah, I mean, th- this is a worthwhile group to put your money behind, I will say. I mean, it's I, I, I wish you luck in raising that match and... I, I think you will be successful. I think there's a lot of support for what you do out there. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Mm-hmm. Shane, any events? You oh, geez. Talk about? I don't have that many events coming up, actually. But um, let's see. Saturday, March 3rd, is the Victim Assistance Mardi Gras, and that's at the Tangier. Um, I think it starts at 6.30 p.m. So that's obviously a good organization to support. Um, what else do I have coming up here? When does the Devil Strip come out? It should come out out around the first. Yeah, so check out. Look, keep your eyes open for the new Black Rin. And right. also, we love ideas. If someone has a person that would be well featured, or a place, then um, yes. you could hit up the Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash Black Rin. Black Rin or yeah. hashtag Black Rin too. If you just want yes. to give us your two cents or and send us a selfie. Yes, and that's <laughs> hashtag B L. A, wait, B L A R O N, B L A K R O N. Take out the C, basically. No C. <laughs> Could, yeah, 
<laughs> it's confusing. Yeah. No, I don't really have anything else tasty going on. But, but what you you have anything, Chris, or maybe? Let's see, um, yeah, Wednesday Wednesday is our uh, which will be the twenty eighth is our monthly installment of Full Circle Stories with Wandering Aesthetics and the Acronyms. Oh yeah, Jilly's uh, starts at seven o'clock. It's a great event to just show up and just I don't know talk about whatever you like. You know, get get something off your chest practice being on stage um it's open to anybody and and real stories being told by people yeah. those those are very powerful and and i think all of us are are natural storytellers so right. i think anybody can show up and go up and tell stories so that that starts at seven o'clock that's always entertaining what's the theme this time it's oh I remember seeing it was something kind of funny yeah let me look that up okay um, well just yeah. Support Wandering Aesthetics. They're awesome. They yes. are amazing. So we, yeah. you know, they're actually responsible in many ways for us. Uh, and well, to some extent, they are. Uh, when they were Heads Up Productions before they became Wandering Aesthetics, they actually gave us the encouragement to start Masu. Yeah. That's so. awesome. Yeah, yeah that those is guys. Great. I mean, I remember meeting them. And, and they're just people too. They just do what they're they're gonna do. What they Absolutely. do, they're gonna create. They've they've done it since forever, you know, with on a shoestring, mm-hmm. and with some funding, you know, then they could really make some awesome things happen. So we have that situation quite a bit here in Akron, yeah. and I can't wait to see what what people come up with. I have one more event on March third. Um, hey Mavis, Lori and Eddie from Hey Mavis are playing at uh, Kenmore Boulevard. So that must be, is that the Rialto? I'm not sure. It, it just says uh, live. Li- live Music Now. Live which Music is Now, okay. Formerly um, is, is a former bar on Kenmore Boulevard. Oh, and I forget the name I of didn't it. Know about but that. The Kenmore Neighborhood uh, Alliance has reopened that bar as a fundraiser oh, for the KNA. Led by Tina Boys, my former boss here at, at Accra Community Foundation. But they program, uh, I think, four or five shows a month. Big Love has a oh, I love that. slot. Jim Ballard. And the um, open tone music, which yep. are a collective of jazz musicians right. and teachers. Mm-hmm. So, um, Shane, to answer your question, the wandering or the the storytelling event is beautiful. No matter what they say, is the theme February twenty eighth. Um, next month is going to be a good one. In in hell, I'll be in good company. I have so many stories. <laughs> oh for boy, that. yeah, me um, too. <laughs> so so also on Wednesday that same night is the one year party for the Exchange House, which yeah. is in North oh. Hill, and it's mm-hmm. a it's a cultural uh, cultural hub for refugee immigrants and, and other cultures. Um, and so Katie Beck has run that and been, done a great job. And so they're going to celebrate one year of programming. On Friday, there's an opening at the Box Gallery at Summit Art Space. Mm-hmm. And that starts, I think, at 5 or 5.30 p.m. So, Yep. Plenty to do in Akron. Plenty to do in Akron. Get and out it, there and make yourself uncomfortable or yes. comfortable. <laughs> you, you'll feel better for it. Anytime Absolutely. that I... I'm sitting at home and I just want to stay home and I force myself to go out. I'm glad I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm glad I, I stepped outside of my comfort zone and I try to do it as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So um, thanks so much, guys, for coming in. Uh, guys are awesome Vince guests. And John, thanks know, for having us. Yes. Productions. Thank you so much. Check these guys out. Support local theater. Support local theater. Get there on, at that Akron Civic Theater March 23rd. Even if you can't make it, make a donation because this this will be worth your worth and, your. That's right. If you're interested in uh, sup- uh, looking for a place where maybe you can find more uh, of Blackren, go no further than The Womb, which is located on East Exchange Street. It's a wonderful cultural hub. It can connect you to anything you need to know in terms of Black Akron, and it's The Womb. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Great place. Middlebury neighborhood. Middlebury neighborhood. Yeah, c- kind of right at the triangle where Exchange and Market meet yeah. up with Arlington. But yeah, a fantastic organization. Mm-hmm. Isn't it also called Akron Organizing Collaborative? Akron Organizing Collaborative, yeah. Mm-hmm. They uh, work out of the building, but there's several different organizations that work out of that. Oh, so it's an incubator building. for a yeah. lot of different. Okay, it is. I see. Okay. Okay. So yeah, great. That's a great plug, and it's a wonderful organization as well. Well, well, thanks so much, gentlemen. We appreciate you coming in. Hope you have a wonderful week. And uh, Shane, as always, keep it an Akron day. Okay. <laughs>